I've seen you before. You're the asshole on TV. Welcome to the Arnie Appreciation Society podcast, where we retrace Arnold Schwarzenegger's journey to greatness and every misstep that he took on his way there. And on this week, we discussed the movie that proved in the 80s science didn't exist. (laughs) That's right, we're discussing Twins. I am your host, Blair Stevenson, and with me, as always, my good friend, David Campbell-Thompson, DCT. How are you doing? I am excellent. I am in a, a wonderful mood, and I'll be honest, it's just entirely because of this film. This entirely scientifically <laughs> accurate film. So yeah, um, twins, I'll just I'll give a run through the plot briefly. So many years ago, an experiment was conducted to produce the perfect human being. Unfortunately, there was a serious problem. The zygote split unevenly, leaving two children, one with strength and brains, and the other with what was left, separated at birth, they reunite with hilarious consequences. So it was directed by Ivan Reitman. Reitman. Reitman, (laughs) a Slovak-Canadian director who is best known for comedies with notable movies including Stripes with Bill Murray, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Father's Day with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. Six Days, Seven Nights with Harrison Ford and Naughty's Comedies, Evolution, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, No Strings Attached and also worked with Arnold another twice in both Junior and Kindergarten Cop. Quite a a hit and miss record there. (laughs) Well, that's the best of what he's done, so it is a really big hit and miss record. Yeah, I was going to say... If evolution's one of his best. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, he's like a, a comedy sort of giant, really, in yeah. terms of... He d- directed and produced a lot, didn't he? Yes, like he just, did. Uh, um, so, you know, I think this is a, a... Again, we've been discussing how Arnold's been getting into, uh, you know, being a proper movie star. And now, I mean, the, the directors that he's working with are kind of matching his... Star level, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, so yeah, quite a quite the resume. It is. It's, it's quite impressive. Um, it was written by, well, it was a team of people: uh, William Davies, William Osborne, Tim Harris, and Herschel Weingrod. Mm. Now, as far as I can tell, this is kind of two pairs that came together to work on this. So William Davies and William Osborne have worked a lot together, and Tim Harris and Herschel Weingrot have worked together quite a lot. I'm not going to go through all four of them, because that will take pretty much this entire episode, but between them, they have a very strong CV, including this, Stop or My Mum Will Shoot, <laughs> Ghost in the Machine, Johnny English, How to Train Your Dragon, The Scorpion King, Trading Places, Space Jam. Oh, oh <laughs> love them. Yep, I'm in. <laughs> and, and Kindergarten Cop. Oh, okay, okay. There's some hit and miss in there as well. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, I find it very interesting that there's like two pairs of writing duos. Mm. I mean, there's a, a lot of twos going on. Uh, uh, yeah, um, and then there's Johnny English. Oh, Jesus. 
Yeah. <laughs> Although Space uh, Jam makes up for that. Yeah. That, no, nothing can make up for Johnny English. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's a film I've not seen in a very long time. But Space Jam is uh, one of the one of the all time greats. So that that kind of undoes anything. Yeah. A fact just completely off topic, a fact I learned recently is one of the oldest websites still available on the internet is the Space Jam official website. Yeah, it's like the exact same, isn't it? It hasn't changed since, what, like 96 or something? something like that, 98 or something. So, So, yeah, that random fact I thought I'd throw in because I only learned it this week. Um, Twins is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Julius Benedict, Danny DeVito as Vincent Benedict, don't need to say too much about him. Incredibly successful actor, mm. very well known, starred in things such as Taxi, Batman Returns, Matilda, Get Shorty, and of course, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's amazing thing, like he's been a huge star consistently on yeah. like TV and movies since what the seventies in for Taxi. Yeah, I mean that's unreal. A fantastic. He, just, he always kind of finds. I was going to say he always can reinvent himself, but he's always kind of Danny DeVito in some way or another. Like he's one of those yeah. stars that I mean, probably. I mean, the most kind of physical transformation we've seen him is is the Penguin. Yes. Um. I mean, he's terrifying in he's that. Fantastic in that as well. Yeah, we love Danny. We do, and he's another one that can do drama and comedy equally very, very well. Oh yeah, even even in this film, yes, his acting is. Unreal. We'll, we'll get into it as it as a yeah. through the plot, but oh my god, like, just again for for a comedy that is quite there's so many like we like, nuances in the way he, he performs. Like he's a scumbag. Yeah, he's hilarious, and then you feel so sorry for him at points. It's like only someone like Danny DeVito could kind of not get away with that, but could uh, put that across. Kind of yeah, pulling screen. your heartstrings like that. Oh, definitely. Um, movie also stars Kelly Preston as Arnold's love interest, Marnie Mason. Kelly Preston is an American actress and former model. She has starred in more than 60 TV shows and films, including Mischief, Jerry Maguire. She's married to John Travolta. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Kelly Preston, yeah. With whom she starred in the L. Ron Hubbard love fest disaster of a movie, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's a whole podcast on as well. And also starring Chloe Webb as her sister, Linda Mason, best known for her roles in films Sid and Nancy, The Belly of an Architect, as Lorette Barber in the ABC drama series China Beach, and Monica Gallagher in the American remake of the comedy drama Shameless. All right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see her being in Shameless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, and the movie also stars a barrel load of 80s character actors, including CSI Miami's David Caruso, um, Marshall Bell as the infamous Mr. Webster, yeah. whose next movie after this was Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm, try- I'm trying to think of who he is in... Mr. Webster? Ah, uh-huh. who is he in He's... Total Recall? In Total Recall? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I, I loved him in this. Um, it's probably quite a small role in Total Recall if we can't remember. Uh, yeah. Of the, saying that, I mean, there's so many wild roles in Total Recall <laughs> that I, I suppose it probably is quite easy to, to almost blend someone. in. But yeah, um, uh, to be fair, I haven't seen the movie in quite a while, so mm. it's one I'm looking forward to revisiting soon. Oh, definitely. Now, I noticed three 
special guest appearances in this movie. Three of them. Can you pick out any that you saw? I think... I, I know... I, I've got a definite one. I, I think a two, but it was fairly quick. Heather Graham. Yes, correct. Uh, Heather so, Graham is the young version of Marianne Benedict. I at don't the start. even think she was credited either. No. Which is shocking. It's not like she was already famous and then yeah. they brought her in. But no, it's just, you know, an actress not being given credit for her. Albeit it was a tiny role as a, the mother. Because at first sight, like, I was watching her and went, oh, she looks like Heather Graham. Then very quickly realised, oh no, that. That's actually her. Like, I forget how long she's been about because like, she's aged well. Very well, yeah. She's like possibly one of the Keanu Reeves-esque vampires that have been around for a hundred years. Can't rule it out. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. But um, number two, I, th- I think I saw Sven. Sven is indeed, he's one of the Klein brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was he one of the, the cousins that come up later on? Like, he's yes. not in the, yeah. Because as soon as I saw them walk through the door early on, I was like... Big guys with beards, one of them's got to be Sven, but no, it wasn't. He has an incredibly brief appearance. Yeah, like you only see his face for like two seconds. Literally two seconds, yeah. Um, but so we, are, we are always, always on the lookout for Sven. Vigilant Sven fans. <laughs> so, but yeah. I don't know number three. So number three is actually one of the six dads at the start of the movie. And that is... Star of Arnie's second docudrama, The Comeback, Tom Platz, is one of the dads. Really? Yes. Oh, no. (laughs) Tom Platz. (laughs) It's always good. Again, it's always good that Arnold just gives gives the boys a shout. Does, always. Although I feel like we've not seen um, Franco in a while. I think the last thing was The Running Man. Yeah. Since then, we've not seen him. Just, just like to see his wee handsome face. I do. I like. I like to see him as much as possible <laughs> in Arnie movies. I really do. And Sven too. Well, always. See, so yeah, interesting that I definitely know that you know this, but Arnie and Danny took a zero dollar paycheck for this movie. Yeah. Well, this is one that kind of changed things, and just in general, when it comes to percentages for actors and films I think because uh, I know Arnie took 20% mm-hmm. which they is they both did they both took 20 right okay in fact did the director as well he didn't take a salary either I think the th- I, yeah, I, could, I couldn't Reitman. tell you that I know that the both actors took 20% I have the feeling Ivan Reitman took 20 as well or a, certainly a good percentage but uh, I want to say like they each took home like $35 million just for this film, which Jesus. is because uh, nobody nobody thought it was going to be the hit that it was. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know why, I, again, I don't know why that is. I mean, it's a, it's a great film. Like, just it's a fantastic fr- film. From the top, I'll say I love this film so much. I hadn't, like, I realised I hadn't watched it in about, probably about 20 years, really. Yeah, it's been a long, long time since I've seen it as well. Um, but like, it's one of the ones that you watch as a kid, you love it, you watch it as an adult. You love it. It's again, maybe it just did well because it's a good film. It's it's a fantastic film. It's potentially Arnie's first funny comedy. Um, yes, <laughs> there's no potential that it just is. <laughs> um, but I think obviously he's done so much action in the eighties that it's been something he's been dying to get into his, his comedy at this stage. And um, yeah, I mean, who better than 
I mean, it's like one of the best odd couple pair, like, pairings I've ever seen on film. Mm. You can't really get any two more diametrically opposed people than, uh, than Arnie and Danny. But, um, I mean, t- to look back at the film before, we watched Red Heat and there's kind of elements of comedy in that, but yeah. they never really commit to it. And it's just it's just not funny. No. Um, which, you know, is kind of key to being a good comedy. To being a good comedy, exactly. Even just, uh, look at the poster. Yeah. You know I mean? the, the pair of them in their suits with, with Danny leaning on them, that is a, a ridiculous image. <laughs> see, I always like, see, you, you see the, just the name, just twins, the picture of them. You don't need anything else. You don't need any more explanation. You don't need to see a trailer or have any sort of description. Just go and see the film because something's going to happen. Because it's going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If there's a word to describe this film to a T, it's just weird. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I mean, you, you get settled in fairly quickly, but it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, oh, we've engineered two twins. Why are you not making more of a big deal of this? This is the most amazing thing that's ever happened. You've all created the perfect human. And Danny DeVito. But, but <clears throat> No, it's, they've created a perfect human and army. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know that Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, they, they knew that that was a joke as well. They knew that the image of them together was funny. Yeah. And they, I think, I think they were actively looking for something to do together. Apparently, they were given the script for this or Suburban Commando. Yes. Which is Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd, is that right? Yeah. And so, obviously, you know, you know, Hulk and Christopher Lloyd had first choice, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and they chose the, the far better suburban commando. So, you know, Arnie and Danny were lumped to a twins. <laughs> right, so to talk about the movie itself, actually. Oh, the, oh, the movie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it opens to a research facility in Mexico where six men of only the best, only the best men, who all happen to be white and middle class, are chosen um, <laughs> to impregnate the beautiful Heather Graham. And this is done to create the perfect human being, mm-hmm. as we know. Now, my first thoughts were, this is 1988. Okay. So Danny DeVito's about 35, maybe 40, right? That takes you back to about 1950, which is shortly after World War Two, We've got foreign scientists doing weird stuff to Americans. I wonder when that happened. Oh, yeah. This is a Nazi experiment. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, apparently one of the... Maybe the original name for this film was The Experiment. Really? But they changed it because Arne has... You know, he's Germanic. Yeah. Well, they didn't disguise it very well. Nope! <laughs> I think they made the right choice. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. Twins is a funnier name anyway. Well, this has taken a far darker turn than I anticipated. <laughs> I wanted to bring Nazis in just as soon as possible. I'd like to thank the National Socialist Party for creating this comedic escapade. <laughs> I'm not going to thank them for much else. Yeah, so cuts. And they've grown up. Arnie now is living on an island. It was a strange one. Why is he telling him he's got his brother now? What what inspired them to tell him about his brother? 
I mean, 35 is obviously the biggest milestone age. <laughs> <laughs> that, that did seem a bit random, but I'll let them away with it. So yeah, he very quickly becomes obsessed that his brother needs his help, and he just lets him go, despite the fact that they openly admit he's not equipped for the real world. <laughs> I mean, he's a big guy. Who's going to stop him? I mean, did you see him rowing that boat? <laughs> but yeah, there was some terrible parenting there, but oh well. Cuts to... A very young-looking Danny DeVito in bed with a woman. And I thought this was a fantastic introduction to his character. Because you instantly hear that, honey, I'm home. And he goes, oh, and jumps out the window. (laughs) And I just thought, that's everything we need to know about his character. Everything we need to know about his character. Funny, but a sleazebag. He needs money because he's in debt to the mob. Hmm. Perfect. And then Arnie arrives in Los Angeles. You see him kind of wandering about LA and... I loved that every scene you've got a different. He's just holding different food. Yeah. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. He's and a big boy. He's got a lot to maintain there. <laughs> and the poster. Yeah. You have to talk about the poster. The poster was really funny. His old buddy Sylvester Stallone, who at the time, like they were like deep into their kind of big rivalry at this point. They're both kind of gunning for the like the top uh, box office yeah. roles and stuff like that. So. um so he, he grabs his bicep and he goes, ah, <laughs> such a, it's like an in joke that it's not, like, you, you don't really need to know that much about, you know, what yeah. went on between those two. You can just appreciate, ah, there's Rambo, there's Sylvester Sloan. And I mean, the, it, the biceps. The, the, well, incredible. Arnie is in, in incredible shape at this point yeah. of his career. I mean, we've not even seen him shirtless yet, but oh my god. I think we've maybe seen the guns out when he's rowing. Yeah. Did, but did he row shirtless? Possibly. I actually. definitely saw some large arms. <laughs> yeah, so he's either in some kind of vest or he's shirtless. I yeah. can't remember. We can only hope that he was shirtless. Yes. Well, either way, we see plenty of shirtless Arnie throughout the movie anyway. Oh so. yes, we won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's, at this point, he's got his... Oh, his suit jacket and the shorts. <laughs> the longest suit jacket I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but I, you're just looking at him and thinking, this is a giant seven-year-old. <laughs> like, that's how that's how like, a child would dress themselves. Like, I've got to dress up smart, but I'm not wearing trousers. Look at the size of these calves. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying seven-year-olds have gigantic calves, but... And then... From that point, Arnie's attacked. We get our first, not quite a one-liner. I would is that a one-liner? I'd lean towards it. it was a, yeah, a, a daft. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, that's kind of a. It's not really a one-liner film. Like there's a lot. Of, no, it's not a pun movie. Nah, but uh, what was it? It's just his deadpan kind of. So oh, his delivery is fantastic. Yeah, the pavement was his enemy. Yeah, that was brilliant. And then. When in when he knows this is all right, it's just the naivety that he doesn't even realise what's happened. Yeah, he doesn't like, know he's been mugged. It's like next time you should really consider wearing helmets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it's just it's really well done. Like I, everything kind of hits in this film. Like there's no one gag that I went. Eh. Like, everything no. everything totally hits in this film. Yeah, there, there me, wasn't yeah. there wasn't any moment where I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if that works. Mm. The only just to skip forward a bit. The only bit I thought, well, this. Uh, this was like a proper 80s movie trope is when he's driving the car in two wheels. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 
yeah, okay, he doesn't land anymore because that is so 80s, it's unreal. <laughs> but Arnold's face, <laughs> Arnold's face makes up. It's fun seeing him having a carry on and not, you know, having total serious war face on all the time. There's no Terminator eyes. There's no Terminator eyes, yeah. He's a. Uh, this is the most we've seen of sensitive Arnold since Stay Hungry. Yeah. I, ever since then you know he's been the Terminator he's been recast as the Terminator about five times let's be honest when he's playing a soldier he's just pl- he's just being the Terminator yeah with more one-liners um but this is just just a lovely gigantic biceped man <laughs> it's a character quite different to what we've seen him play before mm, oh definitely going with the flow even though he has no idea what the flow is <laughs> yeah um, moving on from there, we see, you know, Danny DeVito was making his living by, well, paying off his debts rather than making a living, yeah. paying off his debts by boosting cars, and we see him getting arrested for his expired license and unpaid parking tickets. Yeah, it's like two hundred tickets or something. Yeah, two hundred unpaid tickets, which was brilliant, and I loved the kind of self-deprecating joke of it's like you're packed in a handicap spot. And he's like, I look normal to you. <laughs> Again, that kind of ages this film a wee bit. Number one, just hearing the term handicapped, you don't really hear that anymore. That's true, yeah. Um, and uh, even that joke, you're like, woof, that's a different time. <laughs> um, so then we move on to the orphanage, which I found to be a bizarre scene. Because Arnie go, finds out that his brother was adopted and goes to the orphanage, and he's like, oh, this would have been my brother's bed. And they're like, it, it was, yeah. Was that how did you how did you know? And he's like, oh, because it's close to the fire extinguisher. I could have saved all of the other children. <laughs> I kind of just thought, you attention seeking wee arsehole. <laughs> which I don't think is the emotional response you're supposed to have to that scene. I mean, I certainly didn't think that. But I say, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> Oh, gotta be the hero all the time. Exactly. <laughs> but in reality, I mean, Danny's Vito probably would have picked that bed because, yes, it is near the alarm. So he could set it off whenever he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> and it was also beside a window, so I assume he was jumping out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, right, when we're getting the, the kind of backstory of him in this uh, in this orphanage, run by nuns. Yeah. Man, there's some messed up stuff in there. Yeah, Danny DeVito shags a nun. That just gets, <laughs> that gets thrown in rather nonchalantly. Rather nonchalantly. <laughs> but aye, so like Danny is what, maybe 12, I think they say. Must have been, yeah. Um, I, th- I think he says later on, because like, he brings it up again. Right. And, uh, yeah, oh, well, you know, she had to be thrown out. and Put that woman in jail! <laughs> she is... A nonce! A pedo! <laughs> That's a 12-year-old boy! But yeah, they did that, skip again, this, over that very quickly. It was a different time. <laughs> Not that different a time! <laughs> but, um, I, again, it just goes to... It, it's quite cute that Arnold's like, oh, I bet he, lo- I bet he loved literature and poetry and all that. And they're like, hmm... Not, not quite. No, <laughs> no. He did well in biology because <laughs> of his teacher. But oh god, they tie it up really well. Of right, okay, he's gone to the orphanage. That's a dead end. And he's like, where would he be? And they just kind of go, 
probably in jail. Yeah. And that's how he finds him. And funnily enough, like, it's one of these films where there's so many like convenient coincidences. Yeah. And I don't care. Exactly. Like, I I love every convenience in this film because I just go, yep, I accept that. Let's move on. Makes life so much easier. Yeah, because it's the difference is that the conveniences are unbelievable, but you don't care because it's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're entertaining, you can get away with anything. Yeah. Shagging nuns. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not that we're condoning this. <laughs> but, uh, so when he, when he goes to jail and meets some... Yeah. Even just the gag of having the the big jacked guy walking um, just just <laughs> behind him and you can see his gaze follow him. <laughs> and then Danny sits down and he's like, hold on a wee minute. Walks off. Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's the small gags that, that they do just, like you, said, like you said earlier, it doesn't make you laugh out loud, but mm-hmm. it... it it makes you smile it yeah. keeps, piques your interest again just as long as you keep doing that like that one he doesn't use the phone and he's just talking <laughs> to him through a soundproof glass like little things like that aren't funny if that was the sole gag ah yeah but because it just keeps moving it on until the next one yeah and I, I think like as soon as those two are interacting there's instant chemistry yeah I, you can tell I. Danny from the get-go, uh, or Vin- Vincent, he's Vincent, isn't Vincent, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Vincent, uh, is going, right, how can I con this guy? Yeah. And straight away he goes, right, he knows nothing, how can I con him? <laughs> yeah. And obviously Julius bails him out, because yeah. he's just, he's just loaded. Yeah. He's just, it's just, it just happens to be loaded, you know. Does he get his car out of the Yeah, the he pays, he pays yeah. for his car to get out of the impound lot as well. And he just drives off. He just drives off. Leaves him. And then at that point we see... Two men in Hawaiian shirts dropping off a very fancy Cadillac to the yeah, airport, and and his wee his wee pal that works in the the car park is going, oh, plenty of room on the fourth floor. <laughs> but uh, obviously, both sides are up to something dodgy, and yeah, I, I like that they'll just give you a wee bit, and then I will let it unravel later on. What, what's next? Danny Danny goes back to his office, and for some bizarre reason, kisses his assistant in the mouth. <laughs> Yeah, a, a different. I mean, a very different time. <laughs> and then he's attacked. Arnie's obviously found his office, yeah. saves him, and we get a fantastic line of, "Now the first rule in a crisis situation: you negotiate first and you attack last." Mm. And then he says, "No, no, no, no. You have no respect for logic." <laughs> <laughs> I loved that line. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. First wee proper bit of action in the film. Yeah. And, it, and it's just a giant, freakishly strong man. Yes. Just absolutely batters this guy. <laughs> when we first saw that guy, I thought it was going to be Sven. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, It seemed every, like such time, an obvious choice. When when they turn up again later on and there's like more of them. Yeah. And this family just keeps expanding as the film goes on. Yes. I mean, there's cousins eventually, <laughs> but uh, it takes a while before we actually see Sven. And you know, I always love a Sven payoff. As I don't mind how small his part is, as long as he's there. Yeah, I mean, I feel better just him being there. I do as well. <laughs> After the tip off about the Cadillac at the airport, they head to the airport, steal a car. We get a scene of Arnie lifting a car again, which is always good. Apparently, that was for real. Fuck off. I don't know how, but apparently I read this and I was like, 
how? I mean, he's strong, obviously, but like, but lifting a, car? a Cadillac. Saying that, we did see Franco lift a car. Yeah, we did actually. Yeah, we've yeah. seen Franco lift the like the back end of a car. So you know, Franco's like half the size of Arnold. So yeah, in theory, that is a possibility. I mean, they probably removed a lot of things from the car to make it lighter. But ah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, if he did it for real. Mind that Franco just lifting a car? Yeah. That was so randomly put into that movie. Sorry to go on a side tangent, but... Go back and listen to our episode of Pumping Iron and watch (laughs) the film and just just watch Franco on repeat, lifting cars. That that whole Italian trip... I'm not going down this again, no. (laughs) That whole Italian trip seemed completely unnecessary in that movie. As it is in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. But Um, but I I like how... like. Danny's manipulating Arnold into coming up with the idea himself. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I guess we can't go drop this car off at the auction for sick children. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love, I love when you kind of see Arnie and he's like, where's the manual? And he's just flicking through the manual. And so like, what are you doing? Learning to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Him driving the car. Is, is just hugely entertaining. Because, uh, I mean, you've got, I mean, a lot of the time in films, you know, there's clearly somebody else driving the car. Yeah. No, that's just Arnold repeatedly jumping forward a wee bit, <laughs> jumping forward and then... But yeah, I, I did, I loved that driving scene. I really did. Just how goofy he was, how ridiculously bad at driving he was. Even yeah. just the way he answers the car phone, which again, oh my God, a car phone. <laughs> I know. How... I mean, up until a few years ago, I still thought that was the coolest thing ever. To actually have a, a phone in your car. And then I realised, you know, I, you had I a have phone. a phone. <laughs> In my pocket, <laughs> which I can connect to my car, because this is the future. Uh, hello, this is Vincent's car phone. That is not his voice. <laughs> the worst, <laughs> worst Arnie accent. Hello, ever hello, this is Arnold. <laughs> I am so sorry, Arnold. You're normally really good, but that was <laughs> awful. I'm too excited. Um, where so, are we? Yeah, yeah. So they go to the supermarket and they they bump into the sisters. Oh yeah, Kelly Preston is just good to go from where to go. Oh as my soon as she sees goodness, Arnie. yes. <laughs> oh my, and oh, she is. I think she is absolutely tremendous. Oh, she's oh, gorgeous. she is in this gorgeous. Um, like, I kind of wish she obviously had a good career, but I kind of look at her and go, I feel like she should have been more leading lady in the nineties yeah. and stuff. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she could have been more A-list than. I mean, I'm, I'm not downplaying her career. She's had a great career, but I feel like she could have been up there with like the Nicole Kidman's and stuff like that. In the yeah, 90s. absolutely. Uh, no, exactly. What just because she's quite a likable character, and mm. <laughs> <laughs> she does she does come across really well in yeah. this. She is entirely likable, and as you say, she's got the looks for it. So, yeah. well, as you say in less words, she's got the looks for it. So. <laughs> There's obviously a reason why that didn't happen. Maybe it's just that maybe it's just bad luck with roles and stuff. Maybe like it's that. bad luck with roles. the talent. Maybe it's a personality thing, clashes or whatever. Maybe it's involvement in Scientology. I don't know when that became oh, involved, yeah. a big involvement in our life. Ha! Huh. Don't know, but uh, but just even just um, <laughs> looking through the Playboy. It is just like I can't believe they have these things inside the magazine. <laughs> but, um, 
this sort of in the next period of the movie they talk about emotions quite a lot mm. it's, it's it's very much a kind of developing the emotional arc of the characters everything's been kind of goofy up to this point and this point things start to hit home yeah um although we do get some great lines in that danny devito when he sees linda and he says oh you look gorgeous in this light <laughs> i thought it was good <laughs> I thought that was good. Um, and then, yeah, when Arnie sees Marnie again, and he says, you know, and uh, Danny DeVito's like, oh, she likes you. And Arnie's like, well, she doesn't know me. And, and Penny's like, that's the best way. <laughs> and then we find out that Arnie's a virgin. Yeah, that's right. That is the greatest. I, I laughed so hard at the that interaction with him going, yes, I, I love that. I, I really respect women and Danny DeVito stops, stops and goes, dead. you're a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought that was the best, probably the best joke of the whole film. That I, was I was good. screaming. That was really good. But I think at, at this point, I'm trying to remember where, because obviously for a wee while, uh, Danny doesn't believe yeah. that, that they're brothers. He doesn't believe they're twins. He's, yeah, the, yeah, that, that's still very much in this scene as well. Yeah, because yeah. there's the scenes in the kitchen where he's saying, "Do you know how many times I've heard this? Do you know how many times I've heard this story? Do you know how many times I've been let down by this situation?" Yeah, and then he, then we find out that the mum's still alive. Um, she yeah. abandoned Danny DeVito, and he's like, "Why do I want to see a woman that was that yeah. abandoned me as a child?" She's because obviously Julius has been told she died yeah. at birth, and then it's all these like uh, all these layers of the different stories that everyone's been. Been, been told, told it's, yeah. it's really interesting uh, and again this good god this scene when they're sitting in the house and talking about the you know uh, Danny's life as an orphan like yeah he, oh my god like you're you get totally drawn in and you, again he's been a hilarious scumbag for so much of the film then you forget all that for a wee second and you're like well this is why he's a scumbag so then they they receive a phone call it's the Clane brothers and then gunshots into the house yeah yeah and it cuts to our main bad guy, Webster, going to pick up the car. But it's not there. <laughs> and then he goes to the guys that were supposed to drop it off, explains the situation, and in the end, takes them out. Yep, kills them both because of seeing his face. Yep. Got a baddie! <laughs> <laughs> I, did think, I did think at this point that, see the guys who dropped off the car? Yeah. See, you saw them, I was like... They do not seem like the type of people who would be involved in a deal like this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and then when I found out later in the movie that it was corporate espionage, yeah, I went right. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, so much. Again, they drip feed you stuff, which is quite good. You you do wonder stuff, but then they go away and you have a carry on with the twins again. And yeah. Uh, but do you remember back in the days when corporate espionage was enough to carry an entire movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> smash cuts from that murder scene to Arnie jogging in a formal shirt. <laughs> and we meet... He's so sweaty. So, so, so unnecessarily sweaty. sweaty. <laughs> he finds the man that's one of his many dads. Ah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we haven't emphasised enough that they have six dads. A science player. Does, <laughs> not, does everyone not have six dads? Or do I need to start asking <laughs> questions in my house? But yeah, yeah so... Uh... <laughs> um, and he, he finds out from his dad that the mother is still alive. Yeah. Um, but they had been, in fact, told that the kid had died. And I emphasise 
the word kid. Yeah. Because they did not know there was two of them. Mm. They had been told the child died, and then we find out that the scientist who ran the experiment is still alive and is working out of New Mexico. Meanwhile, Danny DeVito finds the tape for how, where to deliver the car, mm. um, and he phones Beetroot McKinley. <laughs> the best, the best name for anyone. That was a fantastic name. Oh, Beetroot. Beetroot McKinley. <laughs> I wish he had a redder face, though. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah. were called Beetroot, I feel like he should have a very alcoholic, bright red face. That would have been good, actually. Yeah. He was quite good. Like, I feel like I could have done a wee bit more of Beetroot. I don't I know. I think so as well. I thought he hammed it up, right? He ate mm. all of the scenery. Oh, yes. But he didn't overdo it in a way that made it awkward. Yeah. Like, he was memorable. Yeah. But then... But not John Malkovich. Yeah. Memorable, but then you can forget... <laughs> but not John Malkovich. <laughs> you can then kind of forget about him yes, for a while. Exactly. Which is kind of perfect sort of secondary kind of villain role. But is this when they have the conversation over the phone about, yes. uh, I, w- I want 20? And he's going, 20? <laughs> what do you mean 20? And he goes, all right, okay. I'm a reasonable man. 15. <laughs> and then the gradual realisation that the deal was for 5 million, not yeah. 5,000. <laughs> his realisation is just going, <laughs> my favourite bit is Beetroot's face at the other end of the phone. Yeah. And you can just hear quivering Danny DeVito. <laughs> it was brilliant. I thought that scene was great, especially the five million dance he does afterwards. Ah. <laughs> Danny DeVito dancing is just mesmerising. It is. It just takes up so little space. <laughs> and so much of my heart. Arnie comes back. He comes running back. Comes ru- Of course, he's always running. <laughs> Um, he is the running man (laughs) well done and we realise that Houston is on the way to New Mexico so he's coming with him sure (laughs) and then of course the girls arrive with two cakes I really want to talk about Danny DeVito's cake there was that was a three year old's cake was there like a dinosaur dinosaur toy toy car like that was and it was bright blue I don't know I mean it looked delicious. It Maybe looked... not the toy car. <laughs> so yeah, they, basically they're all going. But this is the first that we really see shirtless Arnold just out of the shower having oh. a wee sing song. And you better believe Kelly Preston's good to go. Yeah, she's checking about the mirror and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, he looked incredible. Yeah. Again, like a, probably a role where he didn't have to be crazy jacked. Yeah. But it helped that he was. <laughs> he was, yeah. And it's another one of the films that I think he's his, his body weight is way down. He's so yeah, lean. Yeah. So lean, and that's just what makes him look so jacked. Yeah, God. Hardly any fat on him again. And yeah. I think, see, because he's standing next to Danny DeVito for most of the film, like, yeah. he doesn't have to be, like, predator big. No. Or, like, pumping iron big or anything like that. <laughs> um, plus, like, they always say, like, the camera adds £10, so he's probably, like... 15 stone when usually he's maybe about 17 when he's at his biggest yeah um my god he he looked unreal you know he's really tanned as well he is like they kind of make him look like this tanned and the other thing as well that i noticed immediately he's clearly got a bit of sun in in his hair like he's dyed his hair a wee bit blonde it is a wee bit blonde yeah it's not too jarring like it's not like pure platinum yeah but um again i they're kind of trying to make him look like this 
perfect man. And so it's probably another way for them to kind of distinguish him from Danny DeVito. Um, yeah. Danny DeVito's very dark haired. Mm. They've made him a little bit light haired. Dark haired and not a lot of it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he's got well, long. Yeah. Well, well, I say that yeah, he's got the kind of the definition of the long bald. Yeah, he is, his hair's wild in the scene uh, later on when he's got it down. Yeah, because you forget, like you see him and you're like, okay, he's got the noble horseshoe. Then you go, oh wait a minute, no, that it's tied up in a ponytail. What? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he pulls it off. I don't know how. He's always pulled off just being Danny a bald man with a surprising amount of hair. It's just because it's Danny DeVito. Yeah. I don't think any other man would would pull it off, but he does. Mm. Um, so while they go on their road trip, Webster finds their house. Yeah. There's a confrontation with the Clayton brothers, and they arrive at the motel, kick out the girls, and they go find the doctor. Man, that doctor's a dick. Oh, he is a dick. He's so mean to Danny DeVito. Yeah. Like, at this point... Like, Danny has done some awful things, but as soon as he starts talking about how, um, you know, all the good genes went to Arnold and all the crap went into Danny, I'm like, how very dare you? Yeah, and he's like, you've turned out exactly how I thought you would. Mm. And then but, uh, some fantastic uh, acting from Danny DeVito is when he said, then hello, Vincent, or something like that, and he's like, you just see Danny DeVito act, and he's like, how do you know my name? Yeah. He's just like, because I named you. And I was just like, oh, ah, so good. So good. Uh, basically find out mother's still alive. Mm. They get where she is from the doctor. And we, we hear the immortal line of, if you're lying to me, I'll be back. <laughs> uh, again, I, of all the times it's been crowbarred in, yeah. I felt like that was the best. Yeah, that felt natural. Oh, again, you go... Ah, Terminator. <laughs> but if you have no concept of Terminator, none of that. Again, it's just him being a very threatening man. Yeah, yeah, so, it totally works. Yeah, I, I've I've got I've got this down for a, a moment that's just coming up, mm. but it's the wee brotherly moments that really make this film work. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's those those slight small moments, and the moment I've got written down is when he's teaching them how to dance. And that's what a brother that's what a brother would do when he's teaching them how to dance in the hotel room uh, after they've gone shopping. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> oh oh see when they get in the, like I want that suit. That suit is that fantastic. Suit. I, I hope I look more like, you know, Danny DeVito in it. But I would settle for looking like Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> and then another a joke that I've noticed uh, but I, I quite enjoyed that was I'm not going to introduce you to my mother looking like a goat herder from Albania. <laughs> yeah, what a strangely specific reference. Now, this is something I've noticed quite a lot, because you know, listeners don't, but my partner's from Hungary. Yeah. So I notice this quite a lot. This is Americans, and they still do it in modern TV shows. If they're trying to put somebody somebody's appearance down, they mm-hmm. go for a random labour job from East, Eastern Europe. So, <laughs> you you look like a sheep shirter from Hungary. You look like a pig farmer. Pig farmer from, from Estonia. You, it is a regular thing in American movies and American TV shows, wow. and they do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure 
the sheep herders from Albania might have been offended, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it does work. The joke lands every time, and that's why they do it all the time. Um, but yeah, I like that. I also like, it's like, you know, you can't walk like that military style. Mm. Go walk like Aretha Franklin, Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett, and a couple of white people. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, it's so good that like Danny, even though they're the, they're twins, they're the same age, um, and technically Arnold's the older brother. Yeah, Danny's acting as the older brother. Yeah, he's experienced. He's real, the mature real life. one. Yeah, he's the mature yeah. one. Yeah, because yeah. as as we've been saying the whole way through, Arnie's a big kid. Yeah, yeah so he yeah. is the younger brother, even yeah. though he's the oldest. But yeah, it is those moments where he is being the older brother mm. that really make the film work. Yeah. And even like I like when they're they're sitting drinking beer, and Arnold's kind of telling them all about it, um, like all oh, the the knowledge of beer that he's, he's read. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's all theory, no practice. Like he's good, he's like self aware. Yeah, you know, so it's yes. pretty good. Yes, and that's that is the next scene actually when they go to the bar and they're dancing, crabs at arse, which was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that. That scene was good when he's sitting saying, Oh, practice no theory and then Danny's like, We're gonna we're gonna change that middle morning, aren't we? <laughs> like that was that was good. <laughs> and then Here come the baddies. Clean brothers appear, um, and we learn the second rule of a crisis situation. <laughs> yeah. Which is you must be prepared to have your bluff called. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is a good one. I quite like that. Quite like that. And yeah. this is where we see Spain. See Sven. Oh, in all of his bearded glory. Oh yes. How how does he how does he batter them all again? I know he batters them all, but I've kind of forgotten. Um they they put a gun to to Marnie. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And Arnie says you gotta have your you gotta be prepared for your bluff to be called. Yeah. He says this in the bluff. Then I'm pretty sure he kicks him in the head and knocks him out. Yes. And then <laughs> they just fight everyone uh, and knock everyone unconscious. And then my favourite bit is that it all just kind of goes back to normal and everyone starts dancing around. Dancing their around their unconscious bodies, bodies <laughs> is fantastic. USA! USA! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. And then we go back to the motel. Oh, yes. Things get saucy. <laughs> we see more shirtless, Arnie. Oh, yes. Oh, he's shirtless. Possibly soon to be pantless. Who's, who's to say? Very certainly soon to be pantless. <laughs> um, Danny DeVito's doing setups. <laughs> That's right. Oh, cause he, and it's because he wants to impress his ma. Oh, I thought that was so oh. nice. Then uh, Marnie, com- Marnie comes in and she is... I mean, if ever she's been good to go. I mean, this is a, a very enjoyable scene. It's fantastic. And uh, she's going, good night. And she's up in the bed and she's got some things on display. Yep. And Arnold's just got, good night, good night. <laughs> goes and lies on the floor. Sleeps on the floor. And, and then it, she's, she's like, can I lie with you on the floor because the bed is lumpy? <laughs> right. She's a thinker. She's a thinker. <laughs> she's, she knows what she's doing. Uh, so it cuts away to Danny yeah. and Linda. But then when it comes back to them, we see another classic 80s trope of signaling that sex has happened because someone's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> and if that wasn't obvious enough, the pan over to Arnold's face. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, oh, he's, he's just basically frozen on the spot, smiling. Oh. <sighs> 
He's probably not a virgin anymore. <laughs> we can. I'd say that I would put my money on it. Yeah. Um. So they find the next scene really is they they find their mom their mum's home. Yeah. And in fact, they find out she's super rich because it's it's a foundation. Mm. But they're not allowed in. So, and this is the one thing I really hoped would happen in every Danny DeVito movie. They throw him over a wall. <laughs> Yeah, again, howling and howling when he just he just topples. He's so wee. He does. <laughs> but, uh, so they get inside and uh, find out that it's an an artist colony. Right, that's uh, a shite charity. Aye, yeah. If you're gonna leave your money to charity, not an artist colony. <laughs> that is a shite charity. Yeah, it was just. Of all the things for it to be, I was like, all right, right, okay. Uh, Nobody else in need, no cancer patients or fucking... People who have suffered from abuses from nuns or... Or just, you know, orphans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, So, yeah, they they meet a woman who's willing to explain what's happened. They find out that their their mother has died. Yeah. She's not really. Aye. Finds out. Lion bitch! Lion bitch. <laughs> Turns out the lion bitch is their mom. Yeah. Um, and she's just heard a lot of these kind of, similar to Danny DeVito's situation, she's heard a lot of this kind of shit before. Yeah, con men trying to get the real estate. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And Danny fucks off. Yeah. Leaving them there. So Arnie goes after Danny DeVito. Of course. As he does. Steals a cowboy's car. <laughs> That's right. I love when he puts the hat on as well. Yeah. God, he suits a cowboy hat. Like, I've, <laughs> I've missed Cowboy Arnold. So yeah, we, we meet um, Beetroot McKinley again. <clears throat> we find out that what is in the boot is actually a jet fuel engine. Yep. An experimental jet fuel, fuel engine. And I'll be honest, I was quite disappointed when I found out that it was an engine. Yeah, it was kind of... Again, just a weird choice. Yeah. Like, again, it wasn't like, oh, it's a, like uranium for the Russians Russians or yeah. bombing folks. No, it's just just an engine, a fancy engine that's going to, you know, revolutionise cars. Like, I mean, do you, for government, not government, for industrial espionage, espionage, corporate espionage. Yeah. I mean, that is probably the kind of thing that they would... Steel. Kill for yeah. If it if it gets them ahead of their competition, it's surprisingly realistic. Of all the things in this film that aren't realistic, this strangely is. Yeah, yeah, and it is it is very eighties as well. Because you wouldn't get away with it anymore. No, no, definitely not. If you put that at the end of that movie now, mm-hmm. everyone would be like, "What?" Yeah, but again, it's just a thing to move the plot on. Really, so we we MacGuffin. So deal's done. Devito gets his money. They drive off with the engine. Mm-hmm. Pew, pew. Gunshots. Yep. Not four deaths. Yep. No, two deaths. Two deaths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not two deaths. That makes four deaths. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, beetroot and his drive uh, and his beetroot and his are dead. caddy. <laughs> his caddy <laughs> are uh, dead, and yeah. Webster has found them. And we get Danny DeVito running away from a man with a gun while holding a briefcase that is almost the size of him. <laughs> Which is hugely entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) And this is when we realise that Arnie has sensed his way into the vicinity and will come in to save the day. 
Um, I love that he stops Webster yeah. from killing him by just throwing his own briefcase at him. <laughs> yes. And then there's a standoff. We realise Webster, even though they give Webster the money, yeah. he's still going to kill them, same as before. They've seen his face. Yeah. He does yeah. not allow that. Yeah. So they're going to kill him anyway. So we learn the third rule of a crisis situation. Duck. Duck. <laughs> Which is slightly disappointing compared to the first two. But just happens to work very well with that current situation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pulls a lever, drops, what is it, like a hook or something with a big, massive chain. Like the biggest amount of chain I've ever seen <laughs> in any place at one time. Because uh, at first I go... Alright, he's been knocked out. Yeah. He might not be dead. And then he is immediately crushed <laughs> by what can only be a ton of yeah. chain. <sighs> and actually so there's stupid. a pun there. Cause Danny DeVito says that's a man that's got a lot on his mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, weird though, in that it's an Arnie film. There's just been a death and the one liner isn't by Arnold. That's true, actually. Danny's got it, so... Danny's yeah. got it. Again, very different from what we're used to. Yeah. But still loved it. Oh, brilliant. But uh, I love that they, he convinces... Uh, convinces uh, Arnold convinces Danny they need to give the money back. Need to give the five million back. <laughs> but... <laughs> but Danny's not quite forthcoming with how much is actually in the case, and they return the four. The four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So it's just quite... We're wrapping up the film yeah. here, and it's getting to the... There's the, the newspaper article. Yeah, they get a reward of 12K for... Is it? I think they get that for returning the engine, maybe. Yeah, yeah, 12,000 um, for the twins. It says twins save. Yeah, uh, the mum sees a paper. <clears throat> uh, she goes and punches the scientist in the face, yeah. which is also good payoff for us because he was a dick. Yeah, well, Arnold calls him a dickhead. He does, <laughs> yes. I, I did quite like that as well. Uh, um, and then you see that they have given the 12k... Away to charity, not to artist colonies, <laughs> to actual charities. Um, but they've got the what is it, the Benedict Corporation or something they call it, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course they are. Well, no. Before that happens, Vince wins back his girlfriend by breaking into her apartment and filling it with flowers. <laughs> And also, how did he get in there? By breaking in. Well, oh, well true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're reunited with... The twins are reunited with them all. I was... I'm not going to lie. I don't know why this hit me so much, but I started openly weeping at this. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. I, I don't know why. I was just like... It's so beautiful. <laughs> I've got... I think it's just the way Danny DeVito goes, Mama! Mama! And then Arnold does the same. <laughs> They're crying, I'm crying. I don't even know if they were crying, but I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> it was just nice. And then they cut, they cut there to the whole, the whole families together. The, yeah. The the boys, their ma, and their two birds. And then, what's this? They've both got twins. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. We move on to the Arnie drinking game. Let's do it. You should not drink. So, David, what have you got for the Arnie drinking game for twins? 
probably the most obvious one. Anytime anyone says the word twins, take a drink. <laughs> That's quite a good one. Um, I have drink every time they do something at the same time. Ah, yeah. Oh, Which is similar. Uh, drink when you see Sven. I've got, yep, take a shot in honour of Sven. Always, always. <laughs> um, <laughs> take a drink anytime Kelly Preston eyes up Arnold. Oof. <laughs> and is clearly good to go. Yeah, that's quite a good one. I've got uh, take a drink anytime Danny DeVito mentions money. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Down your drink when they put on the suits. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that one. That was oh, good. God. Take a shot. This is one for the hardcore, right? Take a shot for every rule of a crisis situation. <laughs> hey! Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, I'm all out. Have you got any more? I think I'm done. <laughs> Move on to the rankings round. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. So, Davey, quotability out of five for twins. I can see your face. You're slightly concerned by this one. Eh, pretty low. Um, I mean, the pavement was his enemy. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, Even just like the... He looks like somebody with something on his mind, with a lot on his mind. Yeah, yeah. Like Danny's... There's a couple of... One liner. Is it a one, do you think? I went for two. A two. Yeah, well, there's a few. Um, Arnold singing Yakety Yak. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, God, I'm kind of drawing a blank here when it comes. There's some memorable stuff in there. Yeah, that's right, because I, I contemplated with a one quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then ended up on a two. Because I thought it's just it's just too funny to be a one for me. Yeah, it fe- it feels hurtful to put it that low. So yeah, I'll definitely a two. Okay, I'll join you at two. Perfect. How jacked is Arnie out of five? I think a four. He's I don't know. He looks great though. I'm oh, I'm gonna say a four because he's reasonably shirtless a fair amount of the time, but he's also quite covered up. When you do see the shirt off. He's in unbelievable condition. Yeah. But he is a little bit smaller than usual. Um, but, I mean, man, what a tan. And just, I mean, his biceps literally burst open a shirt at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think a four is, is quite healthy. But he's been he's been way bigger. Like, he's not... A, even when he's been lean, he's been a bit more ripped. Like, probably Commando's the best he's looked lean, if that makes sense. Yeah, sense. yeah, I kind of, I kind of go on his. For me, his the best he's he's looked ever um, is in Predator and Commando. Yeah. Like that is his two ultimate looks, and I don't think he's quite up there. Yeah, he's he's not far off. He's not far off yeah. at all. Um, if we were to break it down, I'd probably end up giving it like a four point five, four point <laughs> yeah, seven yeah, five. Yeah. But no, I I don't think he's quite there. So I'm quite happy with a four as well. Yeah. How this is going to be a difficult one. How realistic is twins? That is difficult because it's set in pretty much the real world. Yeah, with a few heightened bits. The like, only the only thing I can think of that's particular, even like a corporate espionage, blah blah, that's all believable. Yeah. The only thing for me that's not believable is the whole 
premise in terms of the <laughs> the, the experiment. Yeah, the experiment and the, the, the psychic link. Yeah. Um, I think a three because it is somewhere in the middle. Like it's not. You don't look at this and go, it's pure fantasy, but then, like, the experiment with the way these twins are created, it's absolute nonsense. Like, it's, yeah. it's so stupid. But also, you immediately forget that it's nonsense. Yeah. Just in the way it's all presented. I think I think a, a three is a, is a three. Um, That's exactly right what in I the think as well. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it's not... Even, like, the slapstick, like, him going up on the side of the, uh, the, the side two wheels of the car. Yeah. Like, I mean... That's not what would happen at all. Well, put it this way, some, some, that's not special effects. Someone has done that. That's true. So it's real. But I'm going to say <laughs> a stuntman with many years of expertise of, you know, driving cars on their sides. Would I would it. say you're wrong. I think Arnie did that. <laughs> oh, no, well, <laughs> I mean, Arnie can do anything. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think a three is pretty much it because it's somewhere in the middle of It deserves to lose reality. more than one point for... The six dads nonsense. Yeah. But also, it's not... It's not... It's so realistic other than that. So I think yeah. a three is a good good place for it. Totally. And then, overall, out of five, twins. Five. You know, five? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I was so happy. Like, I've really felt this much joy watching a film. Okay. Just in general. Like, I thought it was so funny, heartwarming, just... It's the best, certainly so far, of Arnie. Like, I mean, it's Arnie's arguably best comedy. Okay. Like, not everyone might agree, but like, I think it's just a great, great, great film, and I could easily watch it. I could watch this again, like tonight. I won't. <laughs> but uh, I mean, maybe if I watch a bit more, maybe I'll pick it apart a bit more and enjoy it less. But See, to be honest, like, I just love it. I love the odd couple thing. I love the whole silliness of it. It just, it just makes me happy. What do you think? I, I've i wrestled quite heavily between a five and a four. Right, um, okay. And I'm, I've gone for four. Okay, okay. Um, Still very high and a very high four. Mm. But when I think of like five, like five star Arnie movies for me, like Predator and terminator and mm. like they're just they're so good and they're yeah. just they're so they're so tight mm-hmm. as a movie like i wrestled with this quite a lot and i thought no for me it's it's such a good movie twins but it's it's not up there on that level for me okay if i'm ta- if i'm talking top three arnie movies of all time it's twins there oh and I, I'm not, I'm I'm not sure it is. For Actually, me. no, no. I, th- I know what you mean. Instinctively, I I would say this is amazing. Yeah. This is a fucking brilliant film. Yeah. Oh shit. Again, it's I, I usually like to come down and meet you. Like I usually like us to to meet with the same, so we can have an agreed score. Yeah. Can't really argue with that logic, and I'm quite annoyed. <laughs> My instinct is a five, right? My instinct is a five. But when, okay, when I do compare it to like Terminator, Commando, I don't know. I mean, maybe in a way it is kind of up there, but it's just in a a different way. Do you know what I mean? Like for for comedy, for Arnold, like what else is comedy? Like Kindergarten Cop's pretty funny. I don't think it's as good as this. 
the villain. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't like the villain slash Cactus Jack. I mean, clearly nowhere near this. Jingle All the Way, that's a five star movie right there. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn, Jingle All the Way is good. <laughs> but mm, this is tough. It's so this tough. Is tough. It's another. I, like to, I, I don't like to leave it at this. Right, okay. I'll very begrudgingly come down to a four because. If I was to if it, if I was to say my top three Arnold films is not in that, it might be in the top five though. It might be in the top five for me as well. Yeah. Um, see, I, once we've done all the films, I'd like to we'll rank revisit the, the rankings. And, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, it's one of these ones similar to me as how jacked is Arnie. Where if we were willing to break it, if we were willing to go, you know, a four point five or a four point, I would, yeah. I would more than happy get this closer to five mm-hmm. and, and make it stand higher than the other fours. I would, but I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. But for me, it's not quite a five. Okay. But I mean, in the, in the spirit of twins, so we'll have to do, we'll have to have the same. So four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Well, I think that's it for twins. Yeah. Okay. So let us know what you thought of twins. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at Arnie Society and Instagram and Facebook at Arnie Appreciation Society. Also, if you are kind enough please hit us up on iTunes and Stitcher and give us a five-star rating if you feel that we deserve it because that really does help us out and we really appreciate people who have done that already. Thank you so much. You can contact me specifically at Blair Stevenson. And David, how about you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at DCT Wrestler. Perfect. So I guess all that remains is until next time. We'll be back. We'll be back.